It's no longer April. It's May. But what does that really mean in the grand scheme of things? It's time for Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all the Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Hey, look, there's my lower third. You can call me Sully. I'm an Emmy nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade now. This is my fifth season here with the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Uh, follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I am your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast. On Instagram, this episode is being dropped on the third day of May, 2023. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Miller-Miller matchup. Say that three times fast. A, a surreal matchup where the Millers locked Antlers. The St. Louis Cardinals, who we talked about in yesterday's show, they still can't get out of each other's way. And wow, who would have gone to FanDuel at the beginning of the year. I don't think they're a sponsor today, but I'll, I'll give them a little free plug there and say that in May, Tampa versus Pittsburgh would be a matchup of the two best teams of baseball at any point in the season. Um, let's just talk about the the, the game of the night. And uh, 2,000 people were there in Oakland. Uh and uh, someone who I used to do stand-up comedy with, actually, uh, uh, W. Kamau Bell, the wonderful uh, writer and uh, Emmy-winning television host, uh, and someone who I used to do comedy with in San Francisco, uh, throughout the first pitch at the Oakland Coliseum. And uh, what we saw in a game in front of W. Kamau Bell and, like, five other people looked like it was going to be the game that I've been wanting to see for a long time. And here's the deal. Mason Miller of the A's was on the mound and Bryce Miller of Seattle was throwing for the Mariners. And I, if I'm not mistaken, it was Bryce Miller's big league debut. And I, I just have to double check that. Yeah, it was his Bryce Miller, uh, was uh, one of the big prospects in the Seattle Mariners organization, a uh, draft pick out of Texas A&M. 24 years old, was in AA, uh, AA Arkansas, and was not exactly putting up dynamite numbers, but he got the call as he was one of the best prospects in the Mariners system. And his night was phenomenal. And he was throwing a perfect game into what, what inning into, through six and it was like oh my god the guy's gonna could he throw a perfect game against you know against the a's who are technically a major league team and the mariners who are off to a really disappointing start could this be the shot in the arm that they needed but stop the presses mason miller matched him mason miller matched him again this is a tongue twister one and the game that I've been wanting to see my whole life is the double no-hitter. And I thought, through six, we have ourselves a double no-hitter. Mason Miller of the A's, 
had, had let up some walks, but he was throwing a no-hitter. Bryce Miller of, of Seattle was tossing a perfect game. And suddenly, this game that was mainly, I think there were more seagulls flying around the Oakland Coliseum than there were fans in the seats, could be witnessing this monumental game. Once again, proving why baseball, even in the middle of a phenomenal NHL playoffs and an incredibly exciting NBA playoffs, baseball remains king. And so I find myself, I was transfixed in this game. And finally, the A's broke through, and they got it. They got a hit, and they scored a run in the sixth. It was one nothing, and then Mason Miller continued the no hitter, and he threw a no hit inning in the seventh. Oakland, who only has six wins all year, six the whole year, looked like man, what a what a absolute shot in the arm this would be to have Mason Miller throw a no-hitter. And Mason Miller did indeed finish his night with no hits. And he was lifted after seven. Now, here is what I have to say. I don't mind combined no-hitters. I don't. I really don't. I don't mind them. Um, But in this instance, Miller... The, the the A's Miller, not uh, not the Mariners Miller, Mason Miller, had thrown 100 pitches. It's the A's. What are we playing for here? Now, if it's a situation where it's if he was injured, I don't know. Uh, if it was a situation of the combined no-hitter in the World Series last year, that really, you know, it would have been great if, you know, Christian Javier threw a complete game no-hitter, but the main point for the Astros last year was to win that game, especially after the they lost game three. And so if it was a combined no-hitter, fine, who cares? It was a World Series time. These are the A's. They're playing out the string in Oakland. In 11 months, they'll be playing in a minor league stadium in Las Vegas. L- let the guy at least come into the eighth inning. Let the guy at least attempt to get his complete game no-hitter. Instead, someone by the name of Love Lady. Um, I, I I don't know Love Lady. I'm not Jason Burke of Lockdown A's. Listen to Jason Burke of Lockdown A's. Uh, Richard Love Lady. There you go. Um, not too familiar with him. I'm, I apologize. He comes right in, lets up a a home run lets up a double next thing you know the Mariners are up two to one and in the end that's the final score now both Millers Bryce and Mason Miller uh, neither one of them were involved in the decision once again showing you how worthless the win stat can be in terms of showing the metric of how a team did or how a pitcher pitched. Bryce Miller throws six innings in his big league debut. He struck out 10. He didn't walk a person. He let up one run. Doesn't get a win. Spire threw one third of it. Spire threw five pitches, got one out. He gets the win. What value does that stat have? If a guy comes in and throws a borderline masterpiece in his big league debut, but it's a guy who threw five pitches and got one out who gets the win. 
I'm telling you, this is not me getting into advanced sabermetrics. I'm saying when you list a, a pitcher, don't list the win-loss record. It shows you absolutely piddly-poo. Show you a average line. And if Miller's average line is going to be six innings, two hits, ten strikeouts, no walks, that tells me a lot more than Spire's win out of the bullpen. Why not let the guy complete the no-hitter? Why not let him just go through and finish it? Clearly it wasn't because you've got Raleigh Fingers and Dennis Ackersley coming out of the bullpen. But here we are. And out he comes. And the A's lost again. And the funny thing is, is that at the beginning of the year, I said the A's were going to be a scrappy team. And they have in their many, many losses. A lot of them have been scrappy losses. A lot of them they've had to make the team dig deep. But as it turns out, the A's fell to 6-24. and 24. They've played 30 games and have won six of them. For every win they have, they have five losses. That's insane. And they're exactly what the doctor ordered. So the Mariners, who were off to a rotten start, and maybe people wondering, hmm, I wonder if Scott Service should even be hanging around here anymore. Guess what? They're probably going to have the, the, to right the ship. And here we go. Uh, and I just want to say, you know, like, yeah, you can blame the ownership not spending lots of money and the stadium falling apart. But how do you then defend the Rays as they were up against the Pittsburgh Pirates in what was – is that a World Series preview? I sure hope so. That'd be fun. And the Rays, who it was 1-1 between uh, the Pirates and the Rays. Um, but, uh, you know, Harold Ramirez, Homer's Siri pulls off a double steal. Next thing you know, the Rays, who had that grotesque loss to the White Sox on Sunday, dust themselves back off, back in the win column. They've won 24 of the first 30 games. The Rays are the anti-A's. That makes sense to me in one way, shape, or another. Um, and, of course, there are other games you could that you that were going around. Verdugo and Connor Wong leading the Red Sox to another win. Are the Red Sox dusting themselves off as they're now a couple of games over 500 and beating pretty good teams? And, by the way, Garrett Cole is pitching very well for the Yankees, and they won a critical game against Cleveland. I will talk a little bit more about the Yankees in some upcoming episodes. But we're going to, again, pick on that team that I've been picking on a lot. And we're also going to be discussing the real meaning of April baseball. But first, let's talk a little bit about rocket money. Look, at if you think about some of the things that you've signed up for, and you see these, oh, try it free for 30 days on, on some app or service you get. And you try it and just enough time to forget all about it. Do you know 80% of you have subscriptions that you've forgotten about? I'm sure I'm one of them. You could be wasting money and not even realizing it. Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for the ones you don't use. And do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most people think they're spending around 80 bucks a month on subscriptions. It's usually closer to around 200. 
if you don't know exactly how much you're spending, man, you have to do something about that. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you and find the ones you don't want. And you can just take cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage your finances in one place, automatically categorize your expenses. You can track your budget in real time and you can get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions. Manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash MLB. rocketmoney.com slash MLB. The Yankees did win tonight. And it was an important win for the Yankees. You know, they lost the first game in a terrible manner to Cleveland, handing the ball to Garrett Cole. This is why they have Garrett Cole. And Cole's having a fine year. Now, the Yankees have issues with their team. They're now a game above 500. There's serious construction problems to the team, which makes me think that this is a squad that, you know, as I pointed out, in the last 101 games, they're one game above 500. There are issues with this team of how the team is put together and the depth of the squad. Don't look at the payroll. Gigantic chunks of the payroll are being swallowed up by Aaron Hicks and Josh Donaldson and Giancarlo Stanton, who aren't even on the roster right now. Or actually, Hicks is, and that's part of the problem. They need to address some of those issues, and they should address them now. They should try their best to make moves or bring people up or switch some things around. And if that means doing something like DFAing Hicks, heck, if the Diamondbacks could do that for Madison Bumgarner, the Yankees can do that for Aaron Hicks. Sometimes you got to just sort of, you know, cut bait and try something. Calhoun got the big home run for them today. So that was that was a positive uh, moment for the team now. But if you see there's a problem this early on, they can ferment. Now, the St. Louis Cardinals are in a situation. I talked about them at length the other day. But it remains a major issue. Because what is the day? I'm recording this on May 2nd. You're listening to this on May 3rd. Or maybe you're binge watching it later. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. I can't tell you how to live your life. But here's the deal. It is now May 3rd. We are no longer in April. And still, the Cardinals have not won the first game of a series. This is not a small thing. The Cardinals have started the year 10 and 20. They've played 30 games. They have lost two out of every three games that they've played. And usually a series is a three-game series, right? So that means their average series is two out of three. And... They have dropped the first game of every series that they've played, which puts yourself in a horrible position. Even with Pittsburgh dropping the last two games, and by the way, as of this recording, the only two National League teams with 20 wins are the Pirates and the Braves. What is this, 1992? Someone wake up Francisco Cabrera. But at this point, the Cardinals are already double digits behind the Pirates. They're already 10 games behind the Pirates. 
Yes, there's a lot of baseball to be played, but the key is the Cardinals have to play 11 games better than the Pittsburgh Pirates in order to leapfrog and become the the National League Central Champions, which everybody in their cow thought they were going to be going into this year. And if you're always losing game one, then you're in a position where you have to sweep the rest of the series in order to win that series. And they're going to have to start going on a roll. And there are structural problems with the team that they their rotation does not look very good. Their depth does not look very good. And if they're in a position where they can't get on a roll, then this is going to be a team that is mired in the bottom. Now, an interesting thing, one of the things that is, I mentioned the Yankees, they're going to have to make some changes and everything too. I mentioned the Red Sox were ahead of them. A lot of people thought Toronto would be a big contender. Obviously, Tampa Bay is off to this great start. Have you seen that the Orioles are also a 20-win team? The 20-win teams right now are Tampa, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. Ryan Mountcastle just went berserk in the Orioles victory, but you know, people are people are sleeping on the Orioles. And I admit I had very little trust in the Orioles going into this year even though they finished above 500 last year. And this is this is going to be kind of a for the lack of a better word, a litmus test to see do they just have a good month of April? Or are they really a good team? Just like the Yankees and the Cardinals, who I picked, you picked, we all picked to go to the playoffs. Are they a bad team this year? Or do they just have a lousy month? Even the best teams can have a lousy month. Yes, they have injuries, but things just aren't clicking with the teams. But are they going to click and this becomes a memory? In order to do that, they have to start piling up the wins. Now, the final segment I'm doing today involves... Uh, Miller Thomas, it was a segment we, sh- we recorded for yesterday's show. It went on a little too long, so we're going to play it for today. But we're going to take a good long look at what April baseball really means. It may mean something in terms of the grand scheme of things, or it may be a mirage. Anyway, here's Miller to talk to us a little bit about So Rare. In case you guys needed a new revolutionary fantasy baseball game let me tell you about so rare because so rare is a marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 mlb teams unlike other fantasy baseball platforms so rare so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience collecting buying selling and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards win or lose you still own your cards and there's no cost to play plus the more you win the more you advance collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competition and rewards so rare mlb game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three to four day cycle at the end of game week so rare mlb managers who rank near or at the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards which can include so rare scarcity cards game tickets merchandise signed jerseys and vip experiences like meeting mlb stars prizes may vary depending on the competition so head to so rare.com slash locked on that's spelled s-o-r-a 
S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards. Set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. Okay, uh, Miller Thomas, you were the yes. host of Locked On Diamondbacks, the first place mm-hmm. Diamondbacks. And so we're, yes. we're, we're celebrating how great things are for the Diamondbacks, and we're belittling the St. Louis Cardinals. There is a distinct possibility that when the champagne dries in October, the Diamondbacks may be long forgotten and Cardinal fans will be remembering the glories of 2023 because the teams that are in first place going into May sometimes bear no resemblance to the teams that are playing in October. Just go back a year ago. Look, go back a year ago, the Yankees were off to a historic start, and they did wind up winning the division, having the best record in the American League. Okay, do you know who had the tied for the second best record in the American League at this point? Nope. The Angels. Oh, the Angels, fifteen and eight, and everyone started thinking, "Oh my God, could this be the year where Joe Madden has the Angels click and we have a Mike Trout summer and blah 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 blah?" Did it happen that way? No, 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 it didn't. They turned into a disaster. As At this always. point in May, the Astros were even, 11-11. Now, remember, last year was a little different because we were last year you had the lockout, and so the season started a little bit later. But the eventual World Series champion was 500 at this point. The Cleveland Guardians, who went on to win the division, were sub-500 at this point. And if you looked at the National League, the best team in the National League, ladies and gentlemen, your New York Mets and the Giants were 14 and 8. The Rockies were 13 and 9. I mean, there was the and a team like the Braves started the season 10 and 13. You know, so teams, if you're in you're in first place in May, look at it's it's better than being in last place. It's better to build upon something. But the, uh, the strangest, most recent example of this, and I was doing a little bit, and I was when I was starting to uh, pull these pages up, I was wondering when is the when am I going to see a team that has the best record that totally gobsmacks me? And I had to go all the way back to 2021, mm. just two years. At this point, on May 1st, 2021. Who do you think had the best record in baseball? In 2021, I'm going to say the Houston Astros. The Astros had a winning record, but they were uh, three games back in the loss column of the team with the best record in baseball. Give me, give me two more guesses. Okay. The Oakland A's. Nope. The Oakland A's were better than the Astros at this point in 2021. Uh. But it wasn't the A's. Okay, I'm going to go with our favorite team, the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox were the second best team in the American League. But the team with the best winning percentage in all of baseball on the first day of May 2021 with a 16-9 and record was, drumroll, 
the Kansas City Royals. Oh. How they finish. <laughs> uh not not to to paraphrase not Pete good. in uh in Mad Men, not great, Bob. They finished seventy four and eighty eight. They nearly lost ninety games. Going into May, Royals fans were going, Oh my god, do we have a contender? The answer is no. After May first, the Royals uh well let me get, let me get the record after May first was they were more they were twenty one games under five hundred for the rest of the year. That's not good. That's not good. That's they played to good. a four twenty three winning percentage the rest of the year. The best team in the National League were the Milwaukee Brewers, but the eventual World Series champion were the Atlanta Braves, who had the third worst record in the National League at this point. Only the Marlins and the Rockies were worse than the Braves at this point. Now I'm going to go back to uh, – I, I am not going to go to 2020 because that was the, the COVID the year, yeah. and that was – you know, that's – I'm sorry, there's no, there's no purpose in doing that. But let's go back to the year before COVID. On May 1st, 2019, uh, the Cardinals were the best record in the National League. Um, the second worst record in the National League on May 1st. Who do you think had the second worst record in the National League? I'm going to go with the Washington Nationals. The Washington, the eventual World Series champion, Washington Nationals. Only the Marlins were worse than them. They were. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, uh, expand upon this. At the end of uh, there was there was a lot of chatter. If you remember, there was a lot of chatter about they got to fire Dave Martinez mm -hmm. because it was a disaster. And they were playing. Uh, their winning percentage was four fourteen, which over 162 games would have been a 94-loss season. Going into May, they were playing like a 94-loss team. They won the World Series that year. Insane. So what I'm saying is, and of course the team with the best record in the, uh, in the American League at this point were the Minnesota Twins at 18 and 10. Now, to be fair, they went on, I bet you forgot this, they went on to win 101 games I did in 2019. <laughs> and then got absolutely two by four by the Yankees in the division series. But I digress. Um, the point is this, folks. And we're wrapping up here in a second. The point is this. It's a good thing if your team is a surprise team because you're in a better place to build upon a fast start than not you know if you're the pirates and you want to have a surprise season it's better to run out you know to to jump out to a 20 something win april but if you're a team like st louis who we've just taken to the woodshed this seat there's a lot of months to go and recent teams who start off horribly can turn things around and teams that got off to great starts totally left our cranium. No one remembers the great Angels start. No one remembers the great Royals start in 2021. I can't even remember who was on that team. Mm -mm. But I bet if we went back to the locked-on MLBs for that point, it would have been like, oh, wow, golly, this is the Kansas City year. Nope.
Nope. Yeah. This was actually kind of a depressing uh, segment to do because, of course, as the D-backs podcast host, I'm feeling pretty good entering May as the, you know, shared division leader in the NOS. But after doing this standings and, like, seeing every team, like, it's not even the teams that are in first place, like we discussed. It's also the teams that went from, like, worst to first after May 1st that were, like, in fourth or fifth in, the, in their division, like the Washington Nationals, and then ended with 90-plus wins and a great postseason run. And then looking at this from that 2021 season, I forgot – the deep because 2021, I just ripped out my memory. The D backs on May on May 1st were 14 and 13, one game above 500. I remember going crazy in that lockdown chat because at one point they won like eight of 11 games or something like they had a really hot streak going into the month of May. And then what happened the rest of that season? The D backs somehow only finished with 52 wins in 2021 after winning 14 games in the month of April. So you could just do the math on that. I think the D-backs only won like 10 games over the next two months. So it can change really quickly for teams. And I just want to use this as like a way to just like calm ourselves down as D-backs nation, as Arizona fans. Like, let's remember, it's a long season. I'm a guy that gets really high on the emotional roller coaster. I like to ride it throughout the season. When the D-backs are doing good, I'm talking crap. And when the D-backs are doing bad, don't come talk to me. But right now, I got to take this as a moment to remember it's a lot of baseball left, and let's take our time. And remember, that same year in 2021, the Red Sox and Giants had very low expectations, and they mm -hmm. got off to hot starts, and ultimately the Giants won 107 games, and the Red Sox made it to the ALCS. So sometimes those surprise starts can build on something. But it's never a surprise when Miller Thomas is here and we have a good time. Let's wrap this up. Where can people listen to your show? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at CareerThomas24 for my personal account. Look up Locked On Dimebacks on Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle, and please hit subscribe on the Locked On Dimebacks YouTube channel. And follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal Sully, but Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Reminding us it's only May, but April, well, it still counts. Take that to heart, Diamondbacks fans and Cardinal fans. That's Miller Thomas. I'm your pal, Sully. Let's do a fist bump and meet in another week.